Hello everyone and welcome to this month's What's Happening in Our Community. I'm your host Karen Cox, the broker of record at C&Ski Realty and I'm here today with Gary Sims, the CEO for Grey Bruce Health Services. And today we're going to be talking about the new Markdale Hospital and what is happening moving forward. So Gary, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know how busy you are, so thank you for taking the time to let us know a little bit about what's happening with the new Markdale Hospital. So I'm going to get started. Um, what does the timeline look like for the new hospital here in Markdale? So um, the way it works is um, we have to go through a fairly stringent process, as you're aware, with the ministry. Um, the realities are that we're at stage 4.2, which is one of the final stages of approval. Um, in that stage, we identify the contractors. We put out an RFP, uh, the contractors bid. Um, what comes back is the competition between those contractors that results in uh, a contractor being chosen by us uh, based on very strict criteria. Um, we then put that back to the ministry at the level of 4.2 with our proposal of choice of contractor and we wait for their approval. It's about, we just put our proposal in last week of the person that we, or the company that we chose. Um, ministry has about 90 days to respond. Uh, from there, the contractor is chosen and the full build uh, should start fairly shortly after that, which would be the spring of the coming year. Uh, the build should take us between 18 months and 24 months to complete. So that's the timeline. So if I understand the process, um, the tenders have gone out, the RFP went out, the tenders have come back in. Your group has now chosen one tender that you would like to work with. It now has to go to the ministry for approval. And then once the ministry approves, then you grant I guess that proposal to the lucky recipient and they will start, right? So you're thinking we're gonna get have a shovel in the ground by spring. That's correct. Okay, so how many people put in a tender or, or answered your RFP process? So initially, as many as nine, but it came down to two major companies, um, companies that have built many hospitals across the province and um, the companies have over 100 years experience in, in building large properties across Canada. And I guess when you put out the RFP, not everyone met the criteria that you had in the RFP because usually when I've seen RFPs, there's a lot of different um, criteria that you have to be able to meet and not everybody that submits a tender meets those criteria. And to be fair to the companies that bid, uh, they bid, you know, right in the middle of COVID, uh, which, which is a complication in and of itself. Uh, there are over 2,000 pages of specs. Uh, there are thousands of pages of drawings and technical drawings that they have to meet. It actually costs hundreds of thousands of dollars for these companies to bid. And so there are some companies that it just is too large a project or they'd love to build it, but have never built one this large before. And then there are those companies that are so large, it's too small for them. And then there's 
just the right size chair and you find the right size company and away you go. It's a bit like uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but we're very fortunate to have the two, the two companies that bid we have great confidence in and the company that was chosen, we are very confident will do a great job for us. That sounds great. We're really looking forward to that. So maybe you can give us an idea of what the new hospital will look like in Markdale. Well, well you know, Markdale deserves a beautiful new hospital and that is what it's going to get. This is a state-of-the-art hospital. It's very interesting that they've waited so long, almost 20 years, I believe, at this time. And yeah, it's amazing. And it's a lot of glass, uh, very open, very modern. Um, an eMERGE that's almost twice the size of the eMERGE that exists now, uh, almost double the ambulatory care space, which is very important because healthcare has moved to a lot of outpatient care circumstances and treatments. And so it's set up for that. Uh, beautiful uh, private rooms uh, rather than large groups in rooms. These are very private rooms. Um, I think the, the staff will find larger lab space, um, larger diagnostic imaging space with uh, all new equipment. Uh, so it'll be state-of-the-art equipment. So very exciting, uh, beautiful, open, and uh, equipped for probably the next 20, 25 years. Wow. You're right. Markdale has been waiting for this for a number of years. I can remember fundraising back many, many years ago for this new hospital. Um, so it's great to see that it's actually coming to fruition now. And we're talking about a shovel in the ground and it's starting next spring. And it's about two years to completion from what you were just saying. Um, so that is good news. So what is the difference between the new hospital and the old hospital? Just to give our viewers some idea of what I know you explained a lot of some new things, but they don't even maybe know what's in the existing hospital today. So, well, to be fair, and to be fair to the, the existing hospital, this is a building that has given so much over so many decades. You know, you're so fortunate to have had a staff, a community that has given so well to keep the old hospital going this long. Uh, it's incredible that 20 years ago that really people realized it needed to be replaced and it's still going. Um, the new hospital, though, will provide um, full Wi-Fi, which, which, which the new building, the old building has, but the new one will have all the up-to-date Wi-Fi connectivity that older hospitals did not have. Um, the old hospital uh, still has some asbestos in it. The new one will not have that. Um, the new one has much better um, surgical outpatient service structures, which the old hospital used to have many, many years ago, but no longer has the capacity to do. Better ventilation, better circulation. Um, the hospital's designed for better access. The old hospital was, has been manipulated and managed so many times for such a long period of time. You can imagine now that, you know, I mean, I feel sad, but I always feel sad when we let old buildings go. Um, Many people were born there and many people passed there. So we owe respect for the old building, but the new building will start a new life for new generations in the community. I think what comes out of that is whatever the future brings it, this new building will be ready to do. So, and that sounds wonderful to be up to date, state of the art technology. And I know the community has been very anxious to see this new hospital and we've, 
all worked very hard on raising funds for the new hospital. Um, so how is the funding working for the new hospital? I know we've raised some of the funds in the community. Some are coming probably provincially, some federally. works provincially is at this point, uh, you must have 10% local funding and 90% comes from the province. Uh, so the province, uh, Premier Doug Ford last year gracefully came to the town and announced that uh, they would be giving the dollars towards it, which is, was the big step forward for us. Um, our foundations, our community, have worked so hard over the years to pull together the 10% uh, to help support us. Uh, but unfortunately, the 10% uh, isn't quite enough because you have 10% that's required, but then you have to also buy a lot of the equipment that goes inside the building, which the ministry will not pay for. And so there are still things that we have to buy, like furniture, uh, some of the equipment. And so the foundation's still working hard to raise funds and will continue to raise funds going forward. But it's split at a 90-10 split. And we're confident that we have those dollars to move forward. And that's a really good point, Gary, um, about there's a misconception of how these hospitals are funded. Uh, I know I've worked on a charity golf tournament for the local foundation, and I was always surprised that the hospital wasn't 100% funded by the government. And I think that was a misconception with a lot of the people I approached for sponsorship for the golf tournament, was that they thought, well, the hospital is supported by the government. Why do you need to raise funds? And so then you start going into about the equipment and the materials and other things that the hospital has to raise funds for. And I think they were really surprised that the local foundation had to raise so much per year as their contribution to the whole found, you know, Grave Ruth Health Services Foundation to keep this hospital going. And so I was always surprised. So that's why I wanted to talk about the funding, Gary, was because I think there's such a misconception on how hospitals are funded today. Agreed. It's always a complex issue, and I think I have to describe it probably five times a year. Uh, and, and it's explaining to people just as you said that you know that capital purchase stuff is not included, has not been for many, many years now, and it's always a mystery to people. And if you ask private sector company folks, they'll say that is not possible. How could you possibly do that? But it is the way a public healthcare system works, at least the one in Ontario. Yeah, and I, yeah, no, I, it was an education for myself when I started working on the charity golf tournament, and I was really quite surprised that the amount that this area needed to raise each year for its contribution to the local hospital. And I think if more people in the community understood that, they would be more willing to open their wallets, especially this year during COVID, because I know it's been very hard for the foundation to raise funds because they haven't been able to do a lot of their normal events. Like I know the golf tournament we normally do, that was a big contributor to the foundation wasn't able to happen and same with their silent auctions and you know a lot of the events for all the foundations within this area weren't able to raise the funds that they normally do. We rely heavily on the foundation. I'll tell you, I mean, people today, uh, 20 years ago, the average amount spent on technology was around 3% of our budget. Today, uh, the estimate is somewhere between 14 to 20 percent, depending on the type of hospital. And, and, and to speak to that, you know, we ask our five foundations for somewhere between four and five million dollars per year. And I will tell you, uh, we just put in um, one MRI machine, which was basically five million dollars. So, <laughs> you know, when you start to add one piece of equipment that's such high tech, 
so important that saves lives every day, but costs those kinds of that kind of money. It's very difficult for communities and it's a real challenge for foundations. So we, you know, whatever people can do to support us, we are grateful. And I, I know I was also surprised at the cost of some of the equipment for today's technology. I know we're dealing with a lot higher level of technology and higher costs and and people were amazed. I know Darlene from the local foundation had sort of a display on we had to guess what the cost of some of the equipment was. And I, I think nobody got came close because we had no idea of the cost. So it was a really informative session she ran and I went, wow. I, I didn't know and that made me more inspired to get out there and try to raise more funds because everybody needs this hospital you know and I hope someday I don't need it but I know I will sometime down the road everybody needs the hospital and somebody in their family is going to use it so it was really important for it to get the word out about the new hospital and I know with the envelope campaign that's coming out right now we all need to support the foundation Markdale has been waiting a long time for this new hospital and I know there's been a lot of challenges along the way for it to come to fruition. So maybe you can help by explaining some of the hurdles you've had to overcome to get the approval process. I know it was a big deal when um, Premier Ford came last year and finally gave the, the go-ahead, the green light when he was here with um, um, Bill Walker, our local MPP. So I know there's been more challenges than that, I'm sure. Well, you know, the challenges that you face whenever you're trying to build a new hospital, and we have more new hospitals to build in the area, you know, in the near future. Uh, the challenges are always definitely which government's in power, uh, what's occurring across the province, uh, you know, what's the deficit in the province, you know, will, are they willing to invest? Um, the age of our existing infrastructure certainly continues to be a challenge. Um, from the Markdale perspective, I, I want to say thank you to the town, the municipality, uh, for their patience and their willingness to participate as partners uh, to help move this forward. Because one of the challenges you can certainly face when you do this kind of work is not having a partner that's willing to help you get to where you need to be. And, and our town and our municipality have been so forthcoming to help us do the land transfers, et cetera. I want to say thank you to them. One of the other biggest pieces that's always a challenge is fundraising, as we just spoke about. You know, again, how much can I thank? Not enough, obviously. All, all of the people that have given to the hospital, the amount of volunteers that over 20 years have raised dollars, gone to meetings, given up their own personal time to help us get to this point, to be ready to do this. Um, to all of the directors who have served the Great Bruce Health Services, uh, to keep this on the map, to keep pushing it forward, to all the CEOs that have struggled to deal with all the teams to get there. You know, I'm at the end of the journey um, and, and by no means do, do I or my team take credit. Uh, the teams that have come before and everyone involved are, are the people that we need to thank. Um, I, I guess finally the biggest thing I would like to say is probably it's a challenge for the staff. It's a challenge for physicians they, and, and for patients, quite frankly. As much as we love the old building, that old building has served its time. And the staff continue every day to work very hard to deal with an environment that is not perfect by any means. And to those people, I would say, hopefully there's a light on the horizon for them. And there's still a lot of work to be done to prepare ourselves to be in the new building. All our workflows will change. All our communication structures will change. Our daily habits, which 
If you know anything about healthcare, uh, nursing and physicians, it's all about habits <laughs> and they like to keep to their habits. Um, and we're asking them to, to take on that challenge to grow new ways of doing business every day. And we're moving them into a new century. And that is a challenge that we have yet to overcome together, but we will do it. And I have full faith that what comes out of it will be better for the community, better for the staff and for all concerned. Well, thank you, Gary. Um, is there anything else you would like to tell our viewers before we end this conversation? I, I just want to say on behalf of the leadership, uh, Patience, if you can now on the last part of this journey, you've waited a very long time and we are very, very close. When that final approval comes, we will communicate it clearly. We will have a celebration and we will come to council. We will come to the community and we'll lay out the specifics of next steps, the timelines, uh, and hopefully give regular updates to people uh, so that they can see clearly how we're progressing and the work that we're doing. So please be patient with us as we do this in the next year or two. Uh, we're very excited and we're really happy to be able to serve you. Well, thank you, Gary. I'm looking forward to celebrating the opening of the new hospital. It'll be a great celebration and I'm sure there's many community members that are looking forward to that too. And you're right. I think this community has been very patient and have had their fingers crossed and are looking forward to it all. So I just want to thank you again for speaking with us today about the new hospital here in Markdale and we're looking forward to the doors opening. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and I look forward to talking to you later on about how the hospital, um, the build is developing. Thank you so much and stay safe. Okay, thank you. Well, that's it for today. We invite you to tell us what sort of topics you'd like to hear about and what guests you'd like to see on the next What's Happening episode next month. You can contact us on any of our social media accounts as well as you can email us at info at cnskirealty.ca. We're also very excited to share that you can enjoy this content everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Episodes can be viewed on all of our social media accounts. You can also visit cnskirealty.ca slash what's happening where you can watch all of our episodes or subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with our new episodes. Our next episode will air on Wednesday, December 30th, so stay tuned to see what's happening in our community. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll talk to you soon.